This is a GRDC podcast. Data recently collected as part of the GRDC investment measuring harvest losses in the Western region has helped to identify opportunities for growers to reclaim grain that is lost during harvest. A report published on the back of this investment shows that more than $320 million worth of grain was lost in Western Australia during the 2022-23 harvest. Hello, I'm Sally Maguire. Harvest losses represent a direct loss of income for grain growers, so quantifying these losses and identifying where they occur is the first step growers can take before then considering what changes and modifications to make to their harvest setup. I spoke to Daniel Kidd from the Grower Group Alliance, which coordinated the Harvest Loss Project, and later I'm joined by Ben White from the Condinen Group, who has advice for growers on avoiding harvest losses. First up, Daniel, tell us about the history of this investment. This is the second year GRDC have invested in this project led by Grower Group Alliance. So we brokered the project and brought in a number of grower groups over the last couple of years to measure harvest losses in WA. And using the grower groups is a really good way to involve growers and their members and get them involved in the project. So we did it last year with a number of groups and we've done it again this year with another four groups. And we've looked at over 65 sites this year, eight different crops and tried to quantify losses from different types of harvesters, from different fronts. And we pulled in expertise from Ben White, who's very experienced with harvesters. And you know he's really helped our, our grower groups to develop the skills to make these measurements and collect the data. And like you said, there is a report out. The project's just finished. We've got that report available on our website and on GRDC's website so people can find out more information about that. We are speaking to Ben White as well, but what's the essence of the report, I suppose, after the two-year investment? It was quite interesting. Over the two years, there was over $620 million of estimated grain losses across those eight crop species I mentioned. So that's cereals, canola and grain legumes. And we found that grain legumes, actually, there's probably the greatest losses from, which probably doesn't help with their profitability very much, particularly for lupins, I think was one of the highest. So that was pretty interesting. But Ben's really delved into the data and come up with some other findings, including where the losses are occurring, which kind of fronts are a bit more susceptible to losses. And Ben White from the Condinen Group joins me now. Ben, let's delve a bit more into the numbers on harvest losses and just what can growers do to lower them? Well, Sally, it probably tells us that we're throwing a bit too much grain out of the harvester or not getting it in the front in the first place during harvest. And it probably reinforces the data that was collected in 2021. The numbers are higher in terms of losses than what we would consider acceptable. And in a dollar sense, that translates to just under $85,000 for every grower in WA. So when I say every grower, I mean an average grower looking at the average profile. So that obviously, depending on scale, that's a significant amount of money. So if we look at specific crops, then, you know, for example, we've done not a bad job with wheat. We've got machine losses of 0.9%, which is acceptable. But for higher value crops like canola, 1.2% losses through the machine, but 2.1% off the front. And that tells us that, you know, total losses there of, say, 3.3%, that translates to a lot of money. And we can do a bit about that. We can try and minimise those losses. And we've got opportunity, I guess. We're never going to get rid of all the losses. That's just a function of harvest. But if we can minimise that, and I actually think that, you know, we should be able to halve those pretty easily. The pulses continue to be a problem area. Things like lupins, field peas, chickpeas, you know, we're kind of talking well above 5% 
front losses in some cases. You know, for lupins, it's over 10%. So there's a lot we can do at the front to try and minimise losses there. And it's one thing to say, oh, well, sheep will come in and feed on it and clean it up. But the reality is that it's much better to harvest it and give it to the sheep when you want to give it to them and not have it lying on the ground and potentially providing a fair bit of food for mice and other vermin. So trying to get that job done as well as we can is really the opportunity here. So we're talking about two consecutive harvest years of unacceptable levels of harvest losses. So where's it all going wrong? Well, I think we've been surprised actually looking at the numbers, just at the levels of front losses. In some cases, they have exceeded the machine losses. We focused pretty heavily on the machine losses. and We've worked hard to try and reduce those and encourage people to use drop trays behind the harvester. And in most cases, we've sort of had a bit of a scratch on the ground and looked for front losses. And unfortunately, that's not good enough. It tells us that the losses that we're experiencing off the front can be quite high. And the fix for that, I suppose, is maybe looking at some adaptations for fronts, maybe a new front selection in some cases could be quite easily made for a Vario style front as opposed to using a draper if those losses continue to be high off a draper front. So it's probably a case of doing the numbers, looking at the area grown and actually working out the economics of what either adaptations or machine selections you might make going forward to minimise some of those losses. What is your best advice going to be for growers going into the next harvest? What should they be doing? Look, I think for something like canola, as I say, do the numbers on a Vario-style front. Can you go in shares with a neighbour, for example? I know a few growers in WA that have done that. The absolute basics still for front losses need to be followed. You know, Make sure that the knife's in good condition. Make sure that you're not burying the reel into the crop. These are all the things that we go through at the harvester workshops that we've been running in WA and across the country. And there's some really good practical tips for people that we work through each particular crop. And of course, each region's going to have different challenges. But the basics of the front set up are absolutely essential. And then, of course, when we look at machine losses, just the fact that we're going to be dropping trays holds us in good stead. The numbers suggest that those that are using drop trays have significantly lower losses. And in a lot of cases, you know, the cost of the trays paid themselves within a paddock of harvest. So only about four in 10 growers in WA have drop trays. That's actually not too bad. I thought it would be lower than that. I suspect that that's probably higher than, say, the rest of the country. Is it a matter of balancing out harvest losses with the money that you might have to spend to optimise your harvester setup? And is that where the big decisions might need some more consideration? Well, I think there's probably three primary things at play here. Absolutely, the cost of modifications and or new equipment and or change in equipment against the losses that you're likely to occur or the losses that have been incurred, projecting those forward to future production figures. I think the other thing is we've got to remember that we're here to do a job and we want to get it done as quickly as possible and harvest risk, outstanding crop risk is still a big issue. So we've got to balance losses against the cost of harvest. And a harvester, if you ask any of the consultants in WA, they'll tell you, you know, the running cost of a harvester with chaser bin and all the staffing that goes with it is around $750 an hour, a rotor hour, and that's huge. So we really have to find that sweet spot between productivity and losses. So as I say, we'll never minimise losses to zero, but we can reduce them significantly. But of course, that's got to be balanced off with the fact that we are there to do the job. We're there to get the harvest done and we do need that productivity. We need tonnes in the bin at an acceptable rate as well. It's going to depend on the gear you've got, obviously, but that balance needs to be struck. So as you say, you're never going to reduce it to zero. So ideally, what rates would we like to be seeing in the coming harvest that growers could get it to? 
If you run off benchmarks that have been set by the likes of PAMI, the Society of Agricultural and Biological Engineers and Condition Group numbers, you know, we're looking at the benchmark should be less than 1% yield loss in cereals and canola sort of between 2 to 3%, depending on the conditions. So it's one of those things that there's got to be a balance between the two, as I said, but in some circumstances, those numbers might be different, but we really need to make sure that we've got around the actual losses. So actually doing the measurements is really important. Is there something specific happening over in WA or does this case scenario apply nationally? Well, that's a really good question, Sally. I think uh, what we need to do is actually have a look at the other states and just see whether these numbers are replicated there. My suspicion is that they might even be a little bit higher given the drop tray uptake here is relatively high. But look, that's a, a question we need answered. Looking at things like mouse pressure is an indication of harvest losses. And I think the mice plagues that we've been having on the East Coast suggest that some of those losses might be higher as well. But look, that's all got to be validated and there's some more work to be done there to just look into that in a bit more detail. And so just to summarise, millions of dollars in harvest losses, but there are things that growers can be and should be doing. Well, look, I think that there's an opportunity here. That's the way we've got to look at this. We've got an opportunity to reclaim part of that in WA alone. It tallies to about $320 million worth of grain on the ground. We're leaving the paddock. If we can recoup some of that, that's a huge benefit. And I think it's easily done. It just means that we need to, A, take some measurements. We need to calibrate our machines and set our machines up properly. And so these are all things that you know don't necessarily cost anything. It's just a matter of a little bit of time taken at harvest to do it properly. And the opportunity is there for us to recoup a fraction of that $320 million worth of grain that we're leaving on the ground in the paddock. That was Ben White from the Condinen Group and earlier I spoke to Daniel Kidd from the Grower Group Alliance. What we heard was that in many cases harvest losses can be avoided with better operator knowledge, harvester setup and regular measurements. GRDC's harvest setup workshops will commence in September and for further details head to the events page on the GRDC website grdc.com.au forward slash events. I'm Sally Maguire. This is a GRDC podcast. Thanks for listening.